Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Local Lowdown Podcast. Danny Shanholter, alongside with Zach Bischoff, producing from behind the glass. We are gearing hello, hello, hello. up for football season, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, college football started uh, yesterday um, on, on Saturday with, with a couple of, of interesting games and... Um, the, the NFL season is about to get underway in a couple weeks. We have got you covered here on the Local Lowdown Podcast. Um, so let's start, you know, with, with talking about the uh, the uh, college football team. Um, you know, this is always an interesting time of year because the primetime games, the games that are scheduled in prime time, are not super, super appealing sometimes. I, I think... New Mexico State and somebody was on ESPN uh, last night in in the primetime window. Um, which credit to cr- credit to uh, New Mexico State there because you know nobody else is, is playing this early in the season. But obviously the the big the um most kind of anticipated game that took place in college football was uh, Navy versus Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland. Which is which is pretty awesome. Um, the fact that you know the the Viking Irish have have so many Irish fans like that, that's just that's super super cool. You know, Notre Dame, I, I mean, is a is a very very um, just a, a very good good football school and just um, in general. What the heck are you very, laughing? What the heck are you laughing what's, at? What's that? I just work here. <laughs> no, Zach. Good I asked um, you what you were laughing at. And, uh, <laughs> I would continue, continue. No, I mean, I'll stay I'm behind sure. the glass. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks for producing, Jack. No, just you're welcome. Um, it's a, it's, it is a, it is a great time of year, and I just am kind of laughing about the fact that that uh, Notre Dame and Navy played a football game in Ireland. Like I think you know they're from, they're in Maryland and Indiana, so going to Ireland is farther than either of those commutes. But anyway, to to the game, Notre Dame. Um, finally, Shipman by by a by a score of forty two to three, and I thought um, Sam Hartman, the the sixth year um, graduate student from a transfer from Wake Forest, really really showed what he um, is it was all about. You know, their first drive was like twelve plays, eighty yards, or something like that. I mean, they just really marched down the field in fashion. I mean, the scoring summary was. 14, 14, 7, and then as the uh, Navy tacked on a field goal in the in the fourth quarter. Uh, Sam Hartman was 19 for 23 for 251 yards with four touchdowns. I mean that is that is a really really nice first game as a as a starter for the Viking Irish. And uh, obviously, you know, Navy is known for that triple option. And you know, I was um, watching that first drive. Um, you know, Notre Dame really struggled um, with those first couple plays against the against the uh, triple option, but they were able to find. They kind of caught on to it and then were able to stay disciplined. I, I just love watching. I just love watching the, the old school triple option play and 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 all all of those things because I just think it's a it's a uh, more old school brand of football, which I'm which I'm kind of here for. I, I mean, obviously appreciate the uh the services of all the of, of, of all the 
military branches and, and their uh, academies there, but it's always fun to, fun to, you know, see go army beat Navy and uh, all, all of those, all of those, um, those games and stuff like that. And um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, co- that college football is back and I'm glad that, you know, that was a, that was kind of the, the headliner game just because of kind of where it was and who was playing in it. Um, elsewhere and elsewhere in college football, um, uh, San Diego State and uh, USC played. Uh, USC under the direction of quarterback Caleb Williams um, handled handled their business. Uh, it was a score of it was a score of fifty six twenty eight USC. Again, USC. You know, I know it's San San Jose State, not San Diego State, but San Jose State. Um, but again, Caleb Williams was was really good uh, in the air, eighteen for twenty five, two hundred and seventy eight yards, four touchdowns. Um, so, I, and I think I think USC is a team that I'm I'm really going to be interested in uh, in watching here. You know, under the direction of of Lincoln Riley, um, coming off of a, of a really successful um, seasons at, at Oklahoma, I think. I mean, standards are high, and I think. Um, you know, because USC is um, – they're going to the the, the uh, Big Ten next year, which, which is just going to be super, super awesome to see how they are able to kind of compete against uh, the likes of Ohio State and, uh, and Michigan in the, in the Big Ten. Um, but, yeah, they, they handled their, their business as well. And it, it, it was just a, um, a – uh, Good to see, good to see college football back on back on TV again. Also, Vanderbilt played Hawaii, everybody, uh, and that is, I mean, that's always uh, going to Hawaii and um, playing a going to Hawaii and playing um, is never easy. But the you know, Commodores were able to to, to win 35-28 against uh, the the uh, Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, and and it, um. For Vanderbilt, I think that this is a this is a momentum momentum win for them. I mean, you're you're carrying momentum into SEC play. You know, Vanderbilt um, has always kind of struggled in SEC competition, but I think every year they're getting they're getting to be a little bit closer. They're they're get and I think they're they're getting to a point where they can kind of lose with a little bit more respect than maybe they have in the past. I mean, I I know that. Being in the SEC is is really challenging um, for those that watch SEC football. No, but but um, you know that's got to be a good uh, close victory for for Vanderbilt to be able to pull that out. And um, I just love seeing those those week uh, week one games that are kind of just super random. And I hope hopefully the uh, the Commodores enjoyed enjoyed the weather down there in in, in Hawaii. Um, so that's kind of the college football roundup there. Um, folks um but you know i think the uh i'm i'm really uh looking forward to see i'm really looking forward to, to seeing um the likes of, of pitt get get underway against uh against wofford uh next week and and that'll be a that'll be a really um i'm i'm really intrigued against pitt you know i think that the ceiling for pitt is eight wins 
or and or I'm sorry, the, the four per pit is probably probably seven wins. And I think the ceiling can be ten. Wins. I, I was I was gonna say I don't. That didn't sound right when I when when uh, you said that. Yeah, that's a little bit of a. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, producer Zach Lines glasses. Sorry, sorry there, producer Zach. Appreciate appreciate you correcting me on that, buddy. But um, never yeah, tell I, me that again. <laughs> all right, all right, noted. Um, no, I think that you know Pitt is a team that really has um grown, right? You know, Pat Narduzzi coming into, into year eight, I believe, has really you know it's been a it's been kind of a process to to build Pitt into what it is, but you know people forget sometimes that. You know, two years ago we won the ACC championship. Can you pick it? You know, and that's a that's an accomplishment because you know Pitt. It was a huge deal, um, rightfully so. Like four years ago, when when Pitt beat Clemson, I don't know why I was thinking Google because Clemson is one of the. I mean, obviously a very good program, but I think Pitt again is a, is a team that that I love to see this year. You know, come come bowl game time, we're competing with a top twenty five. Team, I think we can be ranked in the in the top twenty-five, and I'm just really um, looking forward to it and um, really optimistic about, about this year. I mean, I think Phil Dracovic, we've talked about on this podcast, is, is a very very good quarterback coming from the Pittsburgh area. I think the um, Heinrichs in yeah. high school, to be specific, here in uh, here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was going to ask you the uh, what do you think that. So how do you think Phil Jacobic is going to do here, be, being a local boy, as I mentioned, uh, Pine Ridge on High School here in uh, here locally? Yeah. So, no, uh, I think, how do you think he's going to do? I'm exci- I'm excited. I'm excited, Zach. I, I really am. I think you know he went to, I believe it was Boston College or, or something. Yes. Uh, along the yeah Boston College, and I, obviously things didn't didn't work out there, but I'm glad that he you know he's getting another opportunity um, to 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 do well here in, at at Pitt. I think the biggest thing is going to be, obviously, you know, throwing the ball is is I, I think are going to be our primary. I'd like to see that be our primary um, way 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 of uh, scoring. Um, but I also think, you know, being Dracovic's first year here, we also got to mix it, mix in the run game a little bit. So I think we we struggled to do that. We struggled to do that in in the past here. So I'm I'm really hopeful that we can kind of not have Jakovic throw the ball 50 times and, and still be effective. Um, I think in terms of, you know, receivers, we got uh, Bub Means is a guy that I've been hearing is, is really, you know, c- kind of going to be the guy um, for, for for Pitt. You know, um, uh, I hope that he can kind of have that same level of production as, as Tyler Boyd from uh, – Who's, who's now playing for the for the Bengals, which is pretty pretty cool. I, I hope he can have that same production. As, as far as the as far as the defense, I'm really kind of unsure what to expect. I haven't heard a ton from the deep defense in terms of what's what's coming out of uh, of um, pit camp. Um, but you know that's also because I've been more focused on on um, Steelers training camp, which we'll touch on here. But I mean overall, I'm I'm super. Super looking forward to um, just seeing how seeing how Pitt competes and seeing you know when we are in close games how we how we respond how are we you know what I, I just you never know how a season's going to go until until the ball is kicked off so I'm I'm uh, super um, I mean I've I've enjoyed you know speculating and, and talking about our, our kind of 
thoughts on, on the season, but I'm also super excited to, to actually see Pitt play on the field. Um, and uh, and with that, um, we'll move on to uh, some NFL talk, some Steelers talk. Um, and the Steelers uh, have looked awesome in this preseason. I think that those of you that, you know, listen to this podcast regularly and, and are Steelers fans, you know, I mean, know that, right? The Steelers, you know, they looked amazing against uh, against Buffalo. They, they it's really did. Only preseason. I yeah, Zach, I know, but I and I and I look towards that Buffalo game with. I I understand that it's only preseason, but we scored fourteen points in five minutes against all the Bills' starting defense. Wow, like that. That's nothing to sneeze at, and I, I understand. I think that's again, that is it's it's hard to kind of evaluate evaluate that. But you know, the Steelers are a team that um, you know beat the Falcons on Thursday, um, and, and that twenty three zero, I believe. And um, you know, I, I think that is a that is an, another step step in the in the right direction. I think in terms of in terms of um, uh, the roster. I am going to be super interested to see uh, what the cuts are like. You know, obviously the uh, the deadline to make cuts at, is uh, is Tuesday at 4 p.m., which is coming up pretty pretty soon here. I assume that most of the cuts are already um, made, especially are already kind of decided, especially because we played on on Thursday night. But you know, um, it's it and it is crazy to this um to come to the realization that we're going to go from 90 players to 53 and i then that is a people that i mean guys that are the last cut you know that is a that is a hard hard pill to swallow there because you know you work so hard during camp and you're on the border and you're you know so close i um in terms of you know the receivers i think the receivers are I think the receivers are um, kind of the 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 mystery here as, as to we know who our our top guys are in terms of George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, but you know who who fills the the the, the rest of the rest of the, of those positions here. Um, I think that the the biggest question mark is whether you know Gunnar Olszewski gets the nod or somebody like Miles um, Boykin or. Uh, or a guy like um, Hakeem Butler, who hasn't had, who really ha- hasn't had a, a great camp. Released. What's that? He has been released. Okay, yeah, I and I or somebody along the lines of of that, maybe, maybe um, I don't know if he's been released, but but uh, Cody White or or something like that. Um, just because I think the biggest the biggest um, uh, question mark is going to be, you know, how can how can you impact the game and and um Olszewski is a guy that, that's super tough and, and Matt Canada always likes to get involved in in jet sweeps and that sort of thing and there's been no shortage of that um this season but but Gunner's not not a super super tall guy he's a tough slot receiver you know and he's, he's he can you know he's physical um he's as physical as he can be for not being super big but he's not a huge special teams guy so uh, that's what I'm going to be. Um, he's, I mean, I, I know he's a punt returner, but um, he's not, you know, 
um, that punt coverage team on that punt coverage team as as Miles Boykin could could be on, for example. I know that's a little bit um, in the in the weeds, but that's kind of a a player that you know has been around for for a couple of seasons that I'm going to be interested to see if he, um, you know, stays on the team and everything like that. Um, and, and as far as the Steelers uh, in general, I am really, really looking forward to watching them because if the pre- I know it's only the preseason, but if the, pre- if the preseason is any indication as to what this season will be like, I think it's going to be a great year. I think Matt Canada – is going to give Kenny Pickett more freedom. I would love, love, love to see Jalen Warren get more touches. Um, and I would, I mean, I, I really hope that that Najee Harris is also is also a, a good uh, good option for us. I, I think he will be. You know, once he kind of finds his finds his feet there. Um, I think our defense. I mean, Nick Herbig, a fourth rounder out of Wisconsin. It, people think that he might be the next T.J. Watt. You know, he's come out of the same colleges as Watt did, you know, Nick Herbig has really shown flashes of, of brilliance. You know, he, he beat the uh, the Bills starting tackle, Deion, da- Deion Dawkins, like it was nothing. You know, Herbig's not a super big guy, but he's got a lot of heart and he's very physical. So I'm really hopeful for, for him. Um, and I'm just – I am excited for Steelers football. And I and I hope that our listeners are too uh, – and I and I'm just super grateful for for everybody you know watching, listening to to this podcast. I know it, it looked a little different uh, today um, was with Zach behind the glass, which appreciate everything that that uh, he's doing for us. And um, just ap- appreciate everybody for uh, sticking with us here and uh, always uh, watching and listening. So with that, I am Danny Shanelter saying. Bye for now.